Welcome to the Ping Table Talk with the, the SG Boys. Oh gosh. Why you never harmonize with us, Josh? I was just observing. Thank you, that really wasn't a harmony. <laughs> but I think Josh is just too used to two people, like, that's why. Oh, oh. See oh. Kennedy? You take break there after so long. <laughs> That's right, Kennedy is in the room with us And I was just observing the two of you Because you have interesting chemistry, the two of you Do you guys hang out mm. when we're not? Yes, all the time without you <laughs> no. Alright, welcome to our new episode Kennedy is, in fact, back with us Back, back, back again Woo, welcome back, bitch And we're gonna hear how things have been with you Why you stepped away as well Okay I know a lot of people have been asking mm-hmm. Our DMs have been blowing up. Where yeah. is Kennedy? I heard rumors that um someone was like, Kennedy's taking like an indefinite hiatus. Is there like some drama? You know, people were speculating. I felt I felt a little bit like girl group then, you know. <laughs> yes. Like people just assume that oh there's some drama, right? Yeah, yeah because gay guys therefore must quarrel. My, the, my friends also assume oh, really, yeah. that we quarrel or something. Oh uh, I mean it's it's the Joshua Simon show, right? <laughs> Can we, yeah. can we manufacture this? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to spoil it for you guys. There was no drama. It really was more of like, I just really needed a break from the podcast and a break from what we were doing mm. to really have some time for myself and kind of like reorient myself in where this podcast has a place in my life. Me and June have been such a... Whoa, it's been... Every day we're constantly inundated with a lot of very emotionally heavy things. It's just been very overwhelming. And I think going to Pride Month as well, I had a lot of anxiety surrounding that. We try to keep things fun, but you know, we talk a lot about social political issues, right? So it really was getting to a point where I was feeling very, very overwhelmed. In the beginning of this podcast, the first episode, I said, I'm not an activist. And you know, I'm still not an activist. If you go to my social bios, I actually (laughs) changed a lot of the titles. My bio now reads, um, not a brand, not a platform, not an activist. That definitely has had some to do with why I need to step away from the podcast for a while. Given the nature of the work that we do and what we talk about, it does inevitably have a, a nature of advocacy, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's definitely grown a lot since the first episode when we all gathered together. And those episodes will always be time capsules of where we were when we discussed those things, mm-hmm. right? And those things will always be precious. Um, <laughs> but I, I think with the country that we are in and the rights that we have, I think it's inevitable that responsibility to use this platform to share it with other people and to take care of what we do. Mm. I sense like a bit of, you know, fear right there and a lot of apprehension. So could you maybe like articulate it for our listeners as well? Some people, if it's overwhelming, they want to talk about it. They want to ex- process it externally, right? Mm, yeah. Talking confront about it. it confront you know? it. But I think that I still do that with my friends um, privately in chats and stuff. But I think putting yourself out there the way we do, right? It's very public. I feel these days the climate of caring about social political issues um is quite intimidating. Mm. The apprehension comes from like I scared if I say something wrong, what's gonna happen? You know what I mean? Because I can talk about the way I grew up, the, my own experience, and I'm not saying it's an unreasonable demand, but there's I guess now when you want to talk about issue X, then people are like, why are you talking about issue Y and Z? You talk about every single issue, right? And I don't think I'm always equipped enough to talk about every single issue out there. And it makes me scared. What you say about time capsule. The pro of time capsule is that it's nice memories. But the con is that um, certain things that you say are memorialized in a way. And I'm always having this fear like, would it age well? Don't get me wrong, it's brilliant work. And I'm, I'm so proud that we did the work we did. For those who follow me on my personal account on Instagram, I still post about a lot of things. I'm still talking about a lot of things. But being part of this platform, it's it's slightly different. Yeah. Because when you're posting on a personal account, it's like, you really only need to be accountable for yourself. 
Mm. But we grew so big and it's kind of like the pressure of saying the correct things. And it really did give me like sleepless nights because did I say something wrong? Is it going to be wrong in five years time? Or not even wrong per se, but wrong to some people in the eyes of it's, certain I mean, people, but right? These days in social media, it's all about perception, you see. Yeah. One wrong slip up can mean a lot of things. Mm. I think this course these days is so prohibitively nasty that I don't think I'm in the right state to expose myself to any of that potential backlash. Honestly, I never ever thought I would reach this stage because I've always taken pride in the fact that I'm someone who has an opinion and I'm usually confident to back my opinion up. So this is actually a total 180 for me. Something was wrong. Something was deeply wrong. I asked myself, like, is it me not caring about things because it gets too tough? Is it me ignorant about other issues that don't apply to me? Blah, 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 blah. And I, I kept thinking about it over and over and over again. But then I realized that there's a difference between having an opinion and having an opinion that you put in a podcast. It's almost like a media product, so-called. And this is also on top of all that uh, you may not want to share now, but, you know, want I to think take I a break sh- in the first place. I can share it, definitely, because yeah. I realized that, yeah, all of that, you know, May and June, in my personal life, there's just been so many updates. You know, everything's moving so fast. Overwhelming really is an understatement. Um, I think in our coming out episode... I mentioned before that my dad, he threatened to kick me out of the house when I was 16. He was not okay with me being gay. He said, if you're gay, I'm going to kick you out of the house because I don't want a gay son. That's what he said to me. I was 16. I always kept that to myself at home. And people always think I'm crazy. I'm like, I'm very straight acting at home. And (laughs) they're like, Kennedy. Straight acting? Yeah, I mean, and that's why I police my own behavior at home because I don't want to seem so-called too gay, that type Mm. of situation. You Um, hit your pride flag, right, from your dad? When I leave the room, if I leave the door open, I actually take down the flag. Mm. Um, so that was, it was a very quiet type of pride. Right. Things were very, very different. So in the last two months, um, lo and behold, my dad actually sat me down after a major fight that my family had. He just basically said, I want you to have enough money when you start your career. And I don't want you to think about paying off your, your student loan. And I'm sorry that certain things made it such that you had to take your own loan. You have to work part-time in school. Basically, I put myself through university, right? And he was telling me that he's sorry about that. And then he said, it's important that you're not settled financially. You don't start 10 steps back mm. out of uni because I know that you don't lead a normal lifestyle. And I want you to have spare cash because I know that you're gay. And it's okay. And so that was like a oh my gosh, like, Mm. what the hell, you know? And I was feeling a lot of confusion at the time because there was that very unhappy family fight. And then I heard what I was like waiting to hear of like for almost like eight years, right? From when he first threatened to kick me out of the house and I didn't know how to feel about it. Actually, after that conversation with him, I walked away kind of feeling really angry at the universe because I felt like this is some cruel joke. The two things that I've been worrying about the most for the last three years is not being accepted by my family for being gay. Number two, money. My dad said that when he gets the money, he'll help me pay off everything. Wow. Yeah, and so, you know, like these two things in my life that I have been honestly in so much pain over bleeds into other things, you know. The money problems, right? It was actually the reason I gave up my dream of studying music. When I was applying for uni, that's when things in my family started to get a bit tight. Finances got tight. And for my first year of university, I was, I was so bitter. I was I worked part-time. I worked through Christmas. I worked through New Year's, everything. For the longest time, that was my two main worries. And then suddenly, it's all resolved. But then it's all mired in a family fight that happened in the morning. Then eventually in June, um, and I actually haven't shared this with you before, but me and my mom had an argument. Basically, she was angry at my sister for something. I was trying to coaxed my mom into saying there's nothing wrong with whatever she did but then my mom was like 
hysterical, you know. She she really couldn't accept that um what my sister so called did lah. And then I was like really prepared to tell her upfront. As your son, you know, yes, you may be angry at your daughter, but as your son, I need to tell you that we are allowed to have our differences as children. I don't know if you ever want to admit it, but I'm gay. I've internalized so much because I didn't want to upset you. I didn't want to... When I was in school, I was getting bullied since I was P3 all the way to secondary four for being gay and being feminine. And I've never ever once asked my parents for help. I've never ever come back and tell them, this is why people are bullying me because I don't bring that home because I didn't believe that they would still love me if they found out that I was gay. Mm. And... I wanted to tell her like the differences that me and her daughter, my sister, have are not because <laughs> we don't love you. It's on the contrary. For me, it's because I love you as parents, and I didn't want to disappoint you. I didn't want. To, I didn't want to bring back that fact. As a parent, I should be protecting my child. That that was how I spent so much of my life, coupled with when my dad threatened me out from when I was sixteen. So, I think I never confronted my issues with my parents for the longest time, and so all I really had to confront was like the stress of speaking an opinion. You know. Mm. But now it's like there's stress from everywhere. That's what I also mean by overwhelming. Like there's also that element to it. I remember Kennedy when you first brought on the table the idea that you might need to take a break for a while. It was really shocking for Sam, Joe, and I. But we understood because we all came into this agreeing that we don't have it all figured out. There's so much that I've learned from the two seasons of the SG Boys podcast from hearing other people's stories, even from hearing my own story and then listening back to it. But I won't deny, even for myself, the pressure has been at a level that I never saw coming. Yeah, likewise. And I think it's been not also the smoothest ride for either Josh or myself. And I can't imagine for you with all that you've been going through on top yeah. of this. Honestly, sometimes even when we're out eating or whatever, I could see how the anxiety was creeping up on you. you. Yeah. yeah, somehow yeah. just like it was like a cloud over your head. But I also like that you acknowledge that you'll never stop engaging in these conversations because that mm. is my biggest fear. And, and we have talked about this in this podcast as well, where you have even in the very first episode shared that this is what you struggle with. You don't know where you fit in uh, with the fight for our rights, but you just took it one day at a time. And my hope for you is that you never stop engaging because even when you did take a break exactly that on social media when stuff goes on you didn't just lie down and let everything slide you may yeah. not have um, engaged as hard or as aggressive as maybe you did before yeah but you wouldn't stay silent and so, i appreciate that and i hope you don't ever stay silent a big part of the tension actually is when things happen i always have to ask myself do i do i want to speak up on it because i'm someone with a lot of opinions honestly if i didn't have all this i would be shouting my opinions out loud i would do the crazy videos i did last time and everything it's like a back and forth it's like, i want to say so much but then i have that fear and then mm. so I, it comes to a point where i don't at least publicly i don't say and this perceived apathy is something that is quite common among singaporeans i think yeah i want to also admit something to kennedy because i was quite hard on you uh, when we heard that you were going to take a break and you shared your reasons. Because at first I was like, how can you? I mean, like, we, we, we said we we're going to do this and then why are you afraid? You know, we, we, we thought we were all brave. Um, and, and the interesting thing about life is sometimes the universe listens and then it shows you exactly what you've been saying to other people, right? Because when I said all these things to you, life started to show me how that feels like as well. I started feeling pressure for that. Now that I'm in a relationship, for the first time, I'm not just thinking about myself. I'm thinking about my partner. I'm thinking about whatever I say might affect him as well and our relationship, our safety. Because the three of us had very unique coming out stories. I was the guy who was out. 
out to a point where it was like on a national level, right? It's on the papers. So I thought, okay, I'm the first one who should be running a hit. Take it all. And then we had Sam Joe who came out because of this podcast. That's also one reason. I think a lot of people don't know. We launched in, what, was it first November? Yeah. Actually, we had plans to do a whole October launch, right? And maybe even have a Halloween episode. But I was like, I actually told these two guys, I'm like, I'm not ready. Mm. Um, I have tricky conversations to have with quite a few people, chief among them, my parents, who didn't know that I was gay. Maybe they did know, but acknowledging it was another, right? And then we had Kennedy... Yeah, mine, mine was, <laughs> I guess mine was like really the, the most shocking Mine one. was the middle finger. <laughs> Yours was actually a lot of people come up to me like, oh, Kennedy is the guy who hasn't come out yet. Mine was a, like a middle finger kind mm, thing. Right. I mean, because if you Google Kennedy Sung, the 377 Bay video. So the 377 Bay was the Zula article, so it was the Rice Media article. And then yeah. you were very SEO friendly. La, yeah, like yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of gay searches. Wait, what is SEO? Search engine optimization. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's judging you. Rachel's watching us. Like, and especially my name is very unique spelling as well. Yeah. Yes. You'll get the hits. It's yeah. Kennedy with three E's. Uh. Some of y'all still getting it wrong in oh. the DMs. <laughs> Kennedy very sad every time. We screenshots like, Kennedy, someone has spelled mail for you. And he's like, oh, they spelled my name wrongly. Oh. It's tough being like, you know, a snowflake. <laughs> that sounded like RuPaul cover go. Oh my God, the <laughs> runway. Oh my God. Evil laughter. After releasing the coming out episode, for me, a lot of the things that I thought were already like set in place and it's concrete, this foundation with my sexuality and being proud of who I am, all that came crashing down. Like I started having things have been very tough with my family because I think there's a difference that I didn't see at first when you come out and then you're proud of yourself for coming out and Mm -hmm. you're going to be championing it. You know, it's one thing to come out. It's another thing to be proud of what you come out with. So I've been dealing with the sort of repercussions of that, what that means for my father, for my mom, their careers. And even with the recent features that we've had, and I'm very proud of them. In the news, you mean? Yeah. I'm very proud of these moments, but I'm also terrified to ask my mom or my dad about their opinions on these areas. Because uh-huh. even though I'm out, I can't just be like, mom, look at me. I'm gay and on the BBC. Same, same. No I, one I was, was talking about it. I, I was like, should I send the link to my family group chat or my dad is that like me. pushing it? Did okay. that message you? Yeah, he was mm. like, um, my friend said that you were featured on BBC. Then I was like, um, yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> and then you, I signed up for it willingly. Yeah. yeah. After my dad told me that he was okay with me being gay, that's one thing. It's another thing to be very public about it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just exactly totally different that. thing. Mm. Um, I think when he sent that message, it was kind of like a tacit approval because he didn't say anything. So it's, oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's like, what happens after you come out, right? The perception is that, okay, you're out already, but now be quiet. There's still a level of shame to it. It depends on the family, right? Yeah. Like, especially in your case, there's religious considerations. Yeah. If we're lucky, there's just this residual awkwardness and it'll just be, okay, you know, awkwardness around that particular topic, right? Mm. Everything else, my mom would still ask me what I want for dinner and stuff like that. You know, things are fine, but... Do I dare to send her that BBC article? I don't know, actually. Like, you know, and actually I shudder to think like, what, like, you know, like your dad, Kennedy, like, what if she's read it? Like, um, and what if she's actually not really comfortable with that level of exposure? Like, I know, and I would, we do love our parents. Yeah, so definitely. we're worried. We're also concerned about how they feel. And I would distill it down into, I guess, three levels of coming out. I mean, this is just very off the top of my head. Acknowledgement. Then there is acceptance. And finally, I think, celebration Mm. and obviously there are different phases in between these 
three big ones, you know. Yeah. That's acknowledgement and acceptance can obviously turn into not accepting at all, right? Yeah, the trajectory isn't linear. Yeah, yeah, right? it's, it's not just it's, it's not very nuanced. Going forward. And so I think that's where I the point about you said that awkwardness because we don't know where we are on that spectrum. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I thought I was at celebration. I thought all of us were like, yeah, all of us right. celebration. I thought, I the, thought you were at celebration, no, Josh. I, I, so I underestimated yeah. it for sure. I underestimated you, it for sure. This was your brainchild. You yeah. steered it. You were the one who was there for us when we were so like, you know, nervous about the whole thing. Mm. But then when the coming out episode came out, yeah. I was the one who... You were the one who texted us and said, guys, I'm in trouble with my dad. Yeah. The trajectory isn't linear. You don't know where you are. I and mean, sometimes you think you're at a certain place and maybe we are told that you are by your loved one. And it feels like a one step then, forward, two steps back type yes, of thing. It can always go back. It, yeah, it yeah, can yeah. ding dong, you know. It's a yeah. scary thing. Sandro, how have things been going for you ever since, you know, we launched season two with the coming out episode? <sighs> you know, season two was like... The start of the year. The start of the year, mm. January actually. Yeah. I mean, so much has changed and I think one of the biggest changes for me was definitely like on the career front. I think for those of you who know me, you know that I've been a journalist most of, if not all of my working life. That was the first job I've ever had. Eight years. For all of my working life, I have identified as a journalist, right? But I can't do that anymore because I just quit my job and I'm doing something else, um, which is fun and exhilarating. I'm very excited but I also had to say goodbye to that journalist side of me. And along with it, all the great memories and people that I've interviewed over the years and stories that I've been so honored to tell. Like, you know, a lot of them, you know, unfortunately with news, a lot of them are sad stories. But, you know, people trusted me with their stories. Like every time we get a guest on this podcast, like they're trusting our platform. Yeah. And their voices will be heard. I've been posting on social media about saying goodbye to my job and I'm not going to lie, it's been very emotional. Um, I still haven't quite processed it yet. But it's just a huge change for me. And, and it's going to take time for me to like, you know, just get used to the whole thing. But I will say this, me changing jobs has actually taken a huge load off my chest with regard to this podcast. Because part of the reason why I was so nervous about starting the podcast last year also was the fact that I didn't feel like certain conditions back then enabled me to feel very free about the podcast in yep. a sense like every time like you know we you know had more listeners or like even had like news coverage and everything you know i know some people in the office may not be okay with this um for whatever reason right and fuck them no, just kidding <laughs> yeah no i mean i was there was always something in a sense holding me back because i I just felt like I didn't know who was listening and who would disapprove mm-hmm. and potentially make my life very difficult. So it's almost something and like self-censorship. It's not so much self-censorship, but I think there was a lot of holding back. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds like the same thing, but it's kind of like choosing what not to talk about as opposed to saying, let's let's talk about it and like, oh, no, no, no. Can you take the part out? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Were you shaking when you said that? <laughs> Yes, I was. (laughs) But overall, I think that what you're really getting at is that it has been quite a positive development, right, in your job with regards to the podcast, you know? Yeah, definitely. I just feel like I've been doing the same thing for quite a while and I needed a change, I think, you know, and, and even with this podcast, you know, launching it last November, 
it hasn't even been a year and there have been like pretty seismic changes in my life I would say and it's just given me a lot to think about you know especially because I just turned 33 in June and it just shows you that you just never stop growing you never stop changing and even when you think you're done and you think you're all right you know, circumstances and conditions in your life would change. I mean, you would know, Kennedy, you just shared, pour your heart out about yeah. what happened on like your family front. And that's right? why I always, I've always, I always believe in not to get corporate on everyone, but like future proofing, always yeah. thinking about all the potential things that can happen and preparing for that. But yeah. I mean, as much as you can prepare also, some things are just unexpected. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You asked me one year ago, did I think that we were actually going to be sitting here and being like, what, 20 over episodes in and me, like in a lighter mood about the whole podcast. I think the first episode, remember, I was a little bit moody. I'm not sure if you remember. I came in like I was like, I'm very stressed and everything. Yeah, we had to do a little bit of like foreplay before. We like, did. Before we got the funk, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was in a funk and then we got a funk on. Yeah. Because I was, obviously I had a stressful day, like full disclosure. I think I was also very nervous about actually doing it. Mm. Because I, I wasn't sure, like I said, I said so many times, I wasn't sure what the full repercussions were. And a lot of these repercussions that I was thinking of at the back of my head were certain people disapproving at work. Work was something that, you know, I take very seriously. I'm a professional. I rise to the occasion. Like, you know, I, I do a good job whenever... Or very strong sense of ownership. Yes. You know, whatever's required of me, I do like 110%, right? So I didn't want this to get in the way of that mm-hmm. and vice versa. I didn't want my work to like hold the podcast back in any way. And I felt like to some extent, maybe it did. Am I the villain? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, and then on top of that, like All Star Six and everything. So oh huge gosh. year, huge year. But essentially, say. everything that you just said right there is what Kennedy first brought on the table mm. to why he took a break. Mm. And it's all these things that I also never saw coming. I thought we were gonna go into this firing on all cylinders. We're all gonna be by each other's side, and everything is gonna be yeah. great. Hashtag full throttle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then you, Demi Moore comes in. Oh my gosh. The fallen angel. He doesn't get the he reference. He doesn't get the reference. I'm sorry. It's Charlie's Angels. Have you never seen Charlie's Angels? Mm, I've seen scenes. I mean, everyone loves Lucy Liu, right? You've seen okay. scenes. No, I'm pretty sure I watched it when I was very young, but I think I was very, very, like, I don't remember already. What? It was t- okay. yeah, at least it he got. At least he got the Lucy Liu version. In the year 2000, I was three years old. At least he didn't. What? Oh my God. <laughs> I was born in 97, yeah. Is it like a toddler age? Three? Can Probably. they walk at three? Probably. <laughs> Wait, but, we digress, but oh yeah, we thought yeah. we were going full throttle. But really, this is the reality of doing this podcast there was this moment a couple of nights ago i was in my boyfriend's car and he said to me do you all know that you're very brave for doing this podcast and i actually teared up because i we we toss around that word a lot you know courage vulnerability and all that but then when it came from someone that i'm with um, and it made me realize actually from the time we started this podcast when i thought i was very brave to having actually done the podcast that we're doing by the episodes, meeting people, speaking to people, dealing with backlash, hearing what each of us are going through with the repercussions of sharing our stories. That was when I teared up. I was just like, I I didn't understand the cost of what being brave actually means. And I think, yeah, we are brave. And so is every person who listens. So is every person who messages us as well. And I want to go back now to Kennedy I have a question for you because this image is still in my mind from what you shared earlier, which is every time you leave your room, 
you take the pride flag down. Mm. Where is your pride flag now? I hang it right opposite my bed. And Sam Joe has been in my room before. Not not for any... <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> not for any hanky-panky, but... Um, it's, Hashtag it, not just the two of us. <laughs> no, but... But yeah, for real. Um, It hangs there. I leave my room. I let it hang. I come home. I see it hanging. I wake up. I see it hanging all the time. It's really come a long way. And that was actually the first Pride flag I ever bought for myself. And I bought it at Taiwan Pride in 2019. So I have kept that flag for a very long time. Um, It's my first Pride event. And now I get to see it hung on my wall every day. Another question of what's next for Kennedy with the SG Boys? We're very happy to have you join us for this episode. But I think everyone also wants to know, will you be here for the next episode, for the next season? Yep. So I think it's quite sad to announce, um, but I have decided to leave the podcast. Um, I think after the conversation that we just had, it's even more difficult to say that because I'm really sorry to the listeners because... It's not like the two of you haven't had difficult times since we launched, right? For me, I guess I didn't have as thick of a skin as I thought I did. But I will leave the podcast to really give myself some space to think about how I feel about advocacy, how I feel about being so public about my opinions, social political issues. Of course, not to say that I don't still care deeply about these issues. Um, I will always care about these issues. I would always love to do more work, more community building. What we set out with this podcast is to share a tapestry of stories, right? We are people, we are human. The sky's the limit. And I would always care and appreciate that. But I need to take some time away from being on a public platform, which I will obviously continue to love and support. You know, as I said, drama free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not like a, oh, this is a Josh yeah. Simon show. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I need, I need you to say, I think, the most iconic line of Kennedy in the SG Boys podcast. Tits out for the boys? No. (laughs) There was this journal entry. Oh, yes. That you shared. That you were really emotional. And it was during the period when you were in the army. And you shared this one line, which I think is very, very important. I believe the line is, I'm fucking Kennedy Sung. Yeah. Who's yes. sorry? Who's fucking Kennedy? <laughs> no, I'm, I, I shit you not. Wait, stop, stop. I oh, t- sorry. Oh, so many of you. Are, sorry, who was the last one? Hello. I, I tweeted that before, and then someone replied. Someone was like, "I literally thought that the person who you're having sex with took your phone and tweeted this." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got the announcement out of the way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the edge off a little bit, and let me tell you something freaking hilarious that happened when I was at Taboo on Saturday. Please, please. Okay. We're all pretty buzzed. It was like 10 p.m., and then the table across shouted. And he was like, "Hey, I know you don't know me." But your podcast is amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I did have a little bit of a celebrity moment, you know. Um, <laughs> oh. And you know what I shouted back? What? Oh, but I'm leaving. No, just kidding. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> oh my God. I did not say it. I, I trolled Rachel just now and she was like. <laughs> she said, no, I did not. Uh, I didn't, crisis. You scooped us there. No, I didn't. I, I followed the embargo that we all agreed on and I did not, you know. Yeah. yeah. Look. All these media terms. Look, the thing about the SG Boys podcast and the name the SG Boys is what you just said there with the celebrity moment thing, right? When people come up to us and say they love the podcast, it's not the same as, oh, cute pic, oh, nice body, nice abs. It's, I've spent time to listen to you. 
I spent time listening to your story and nothing will ever take away from the episodes that you joined us on and the vulnerability, the stories that you shared in the army with your family. All that will never, ever go away. Uh, we can only hope how it must have affected them uh, for them to also tell their stories as well. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously when I say the word celebrity, I don't mean it that we actually think like we're celebrities, oh, yeah. right? It's, yeah. just, it's just, I was just like, oh, what you mentioned about people really listening and getting to know us, right? I mean, the investment and the engagement is just a lot higher than what you said. You know, click on a like on a pic. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why, I, not so much of a celebrity moment, it's just I've just sort of really appreciated. Yeah. We see Singapore small all the time, but with every new person that messages us or says hi to us from across the bar, we realize that the community is bigger than we think. I don't know if you feel that way. Oh, like yeah. I feel like there's more and more people that I never would have met otherwise, but they're actually coming up and saying like, I could relate to that. My story is very similar to Kennedy's or Josh's. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or even... I had a similar experience, but here's why mine was different. You know, and then that led to a whole new other conversation. A conversation beyond this podcast. And that's exactly what we started out to do. It's like, it's... You mentioned, you know, we think that Singapore is small. You know, yeah, Singapore is small. Singapore's gay community is smaller. But the stories and the people are deep. Yeah. And so, since this is the last episode where I'm a permanent fixture of the show, one additional point about why doing a podcast was important to me is because my friend who passed away early last year, we did a podcast. It was very rubber. It was like, you know, we just hold the mic there and then we call it vodcast because there's always a bottle of vodka and then we just go into drum ramblings all the way to the end. You know, she was really keen on that. She always wanted to make it grow. She was always getting people like, hey, hey, are we going to do a new episode? And unfortunately, I think she never got to see what I did with this. Jen, if you're out there, if you're listening, I hope that what I've done over the last two seasons is something that you would have been proud of. It's something that, you know, if you were still alive, we could have you as a guest because you're polyamorous and, you know, and you give a totally different opinion, a totally different perspective. And I just hope that the work I've done here counts for something wherever you are right now. Now, can you please all hold my hands? (laughs) And join me. Are you, are you being serious? <laughs> and join me. My palms are really sweaty. I get nervous. And join and me get... in the okay. gospel singing of uh, Mariah Carey's Bye Bye. <laughs> this is for my people who just lost somebody. Oh, your best friend, your baby, your man, or your lady. You know Put your hands way up high. Uh, we will never say bye bye. No, no, no. Mama said his parents and cousins. This is for my people's so lost their grandmothers. Lift your head to the sky. Cause we will never say bye bye bye. As a child, there I'm was a time. Really I didn't get it, but you kept me alive. I didn't know, I didn't show us some time. To Sunday mornings, and I missed you. you. I'm glad we talked through all them grownful things. Separation brings. You never let me know it. You never let me show it. Cause you loved me, and obviously, there's so much more left to say. If you were with me today, face to face. That was therapeutic. Yeah, actually. Um, no, sh- I never knew it! Every day! Please, please, sh- don't go into the bridge. Okay, so, so Rachel's the at the, the back, and she's. Though. So Rachel's at the back, and she's like tearing up. She's like, oh, she wants to sing this with us. Are you actually crying? 
Oh, yeah. Rachel, yeah. don't cry. I, I actually, I will want to say, I do want to say this. Um, this is not goodbye. It really isn't. When you told us that you wanted to take a break, Kennedy, and subsequently that you wanted to leave the podcast, I told Josh, I said that, you know, there's no way we can replace him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're irreplaceable. Oh. Although that song's actually about someone who is re- replaceable, but... <laughs> Yeah, no one can ever replace you and we don't intend to. We came into this, the three of us, wanting to share our stories, but more importantly, sharing everyone's stories. We have this seat here because we want to have more voices and we acknowledge that there has to be more than us in the room. It doesn't even have to be like an interview segment. We can tackle topics together. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't feel pressured to match my level, you know? No pressure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Really I was going to say very big shoes to fill, but Kennedy is... I'm only a size 8. Tiny. <laughs> so this is not like Sugar Babes where Chauvin leaves the group, then Kana replaced by Heidi Range, and then Muchia leaves the group, and then Amel steps in to replace her, and no then eventually way. Keisha gets kicked out of the group, and then Jade Ewan steps in. No, this is not a Sugar Babes, okay? Kennedy irreplaceable, like we said. There are no cat fights and spotlights going on here. That was a reference. We should, you know, we should you have know. manufactured this it. This is well. not breaking it down. We should, have, we should have manufactured it. I'm just saying we are not the sugar babes, even though I, <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Even though I love so, them. To I'm be clear, saying to be we're clear, more like... I'm the explainer, right, usually? Yeah, okay. So to be clear, this is um this new format that we're going for, that the boys are going for, is not about replacing me. It's mm. just really keeping that seat open to anyone who has something to add. Yes. And just to be clear, and we've said it so many times, but we're going to say it again, just because we're called the SG Boys doesn't mean that this podcast is only by SG Boys for SG Boys. No, this podcast is also for all our LGBTQIA plus family and friends. From all around the world. From all around the world. From all walks of life. Please, you're more than welcome to join our conversation. If you're interested, find us at www.thesgboys.com. I think we should do this one last time. The thing we did on the first episode. Just for old time's sake. Yeah. Aww. Okay. One, two, three. The SG Boys. And yeah. let's, it, try, let's try, let's try one more time. Let's, I mean, we stand I, for the bit and we project. Yeah. The, the, the SG Boys. Okay. One, two, three. The SG Boys. That was pretty fucking legit. Was that good? The SG Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at The SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.